Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned into Kiss and Tell Radio. I don't care who you are or what you work. Get your ass out and vote. This ain't the election to sit home and learn. No, no, get your ass out and vote. Get <laughs> your ass out and, and do vote. what? And vote. Vote. Oh my goodness! Oh, I re- Jennifer. I realized that for the past few weeks, I've been announcing that October twenty second is the deadline, but that only applies to California. So make sure Ooh, you shit. all <laughs> look up Google your, indi- your individual states to see uh, when your. Uh, voter registration deadline is and like i said be sure to make sure that you visit vote.gov vote.gov um to make sure that you're registered mm-hmm. some people thought they were registered and they weren't i, I know that um Which georgia the DMV messed up right georgia did like some type of purge or some there was some type Ooh. of like some type of like uh web something gone wrong the or glitch, another the matrix yeah so a lot of georgians are gonna have to uh Re-register. What happened in California too? It was twenty five thousand um, voter registration applications that were just awry Mm-mm. and misdone. So, just, I don't trust it. I don't know. I don't. This government don't is just just wild. Yeah. Episode of scandal. Um. So our our guest this week. Oh, by the way. Well, I'll tell them after I. Well, sure, you're here, by the way. Can we yeah, address I'm, that? I'm, okay, so really quickly, I'm here. I'm not going to recount what happened last week. I did a whole Twitter thread about why did not get my wisdom tooth, well, my wisdom teeth removed. It was quite the shit show, but I don't really feel like going through, yeah. walking people through that. So if you're I on Twitter. I had so many DMs asking me to be, asking the, to I'm be sorry, the, guys. the guest co-host. I just told them all no. I'm sorry. If things keep going the rate that they're going, <laughs> Jace will need a new co-host. Uh, <laughs> that's nothing to Jace, though. Uh, but, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, so yeah, so I'm here, I'm glad to be here and let me read the bio of this week's guest. So we got Mr. Brent Holmes, Mr. Urban Elegance in the building this week. I'm so excited. so elegant too. He was born in. With those moth sneakers. Can I, can I do it? (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. Thanks. Work wife. He was born and raised right here in Los Angeles, so it only makes sense that he ended up doing something in, in, in the entertainment business. Um, he did some commercial work and some modeling. Eventually, uh, he started working behind the scenes in the music industry under Arista Records on their marketing and advertising team. Brent has also done some artist management that has taken him around the world doing projects in Spain and London. Oh, but now he focuses more on creating and consulting and digital market well create excuse me creating consulting and digital market that's it welcome to the show welcome to Thank the you. damn show pleasure to be here brent Honor. i think i drank too much champagne because i couldn't even do my my occur already 
Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where were you at? Here, gulping. Uh huh. Um, Thank you for the Lamarca. You know, um, Issa Rae drinks the all through insecure. Does she? Mm hmm. Did you like this season? Um, the we talked about thing, this yeah. last week. Well, the whole thing. We did. It was. It was my least favorite, but I want to watch episode my season four. I love the development. Yeah, yeah I, I love the development and how it ended. It ended on a good note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you all think that we should make um, election day a national holiday? I saw. I'm asking you this because I saw a lot of conversation around. You know, Monday was Indigenous Peoples Day. Amen. And people are like, we just need to cancel not Indigenous People Day, but you know, there were some people that still call it Columbus Day. No. And so, um, conversation about holidays were arising. So, do you guys think think that we should make uh, the voting day, election day, Absolutely. a national holiday. Yeah, yeah I think hard so. yes. I mean, if they doing Christopher Columbus, I mean, the rapist and the you know murderer, the pillager. It's important. we should be able to go out and and also the times to vote is like the crack of dawn and then like right after clock out of work. Let you it know be known. I mean? Yeah, 100%. So, I, and Uber and Lyft are offering free rides to people really? who, yes, to the polls. How do you clarify? Like, is right, there a code or something? That I don't, <laughs> I do not know. I'm, like, I'm going to the polls and end up at the bar. <laughs> well, see, I, don't, I don't think you can do that because you can't control where they drop you off. They take you to the polls. I mean, I'll find the nearest bar to the poll then. Oh, well, then if that's the, if that's the, the case, club. you can you know, find the nearest oh, that bar pole. to your oh, house and not even get in an Uber. I mean, I don't know. It just sounds fun altogether. I but guess. good for them. Yeah, get y'all doing. ass out and vote. <laughs> right. Y'all heard what uh, Auntie Jennifer said. Now, starting off our bulletin board. Oh, this is going to be political today, and I already have a headache. Okay. <laughs> so Kavanaugh was confirmed. Mm-hmm. Trash. And he was uh, trash. He was confirmed mm-hmm. on Saturday by one of the slimmest margins in American history, locking in a solid conservative majority on the court and capping the battle that began as a debate over judicial ideology and concluded in national reckoning over sexual misconduct. Now, this the vote was so slim. It was 50 to 48, mm. but he ended up being confirmed. How do you all feel about that? A lot of people are nervous, including myself. And, you know, with this current presidential administration and Supreme Court justices, they, their turnover rate, they, they have a pretty mm-hmm. long time to be sitting in that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. holding that position. And he Unless can do a die. lot of damage. Are we shocked? No. No. Because no. I feel like I knew it was going to happen. It was a good um, lead up. It was very dramatic, but... We've been here before. You know why? I, part of me was shocked because only because uh, Dr. Ford is a white woman. Okay. And you never know the outcome when white women are involved. She's no Anita Hill. Against a white man. Exactly. You never can predict the outcome. Yeah. But typically you can because white men will always pick their patriarchy over, over their women. Look at history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps going on. But see, white a lot of white women, I feel, don't understand. Because a lot of white women pick their race over their gender. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mm-hmm. proven to do them a large the disservice throughout history. <laughs> the election. Grab them by the pussy. Right. 53% was that? Ugh. 53. Yeah, I believe it was yeah. 53%. I mean, I was not surprised. And unfortunately, this is just another reason why people don't come forward. You know, they have they come forward and, you know, tell the story of sexual assault or rape. And then... It just nothing happens with it. 
and the white man and still wins. And she's still wins. in hiding. Yeah, she's still yeah. in hiding. She's still in hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't go home. That she should. She's still getting death threats and everything. That she mm-hmm. should. I'm not I said I she should, but that's I was about not to say, right. That she should. <laughs> <laughs> but like not that that's right, but I understand why she is. Yeah, because it and took it, a it lot sucks. for her. Exactly. Sure getting we... up on television to right. tell her story. International all... yeah. stream. You could see her fear too. You can see her I trembling mean, of Who her wouldn't throat. be afraid? Absolutely. Then it sucks. And it's uh, and it's horrible, but that's where we're at still still in two thousand eighteen. And um, my heart goes out to her. We'll see what happens. It seems like the lemons are are the lemon trees are growing, and we are forced to make lemonade in the. Add vodka. We're squeezing. <sighs> We're squeezing. We are squeezing. My hands are tired though, Brent. If I'm being honest, yeah. I'm tired of making lemonade out of Hello? lemon. Right. This is Beyonce. So, well, of course, that's special <laughs> circumstances. So, in turn, have you all heard? Now, I have not seen any pictures or video of this, but there's been conversation about white women kneeling uh, to what? to yes to protest rape culture. So when? I don't I don't know, huh? Kneeling when? During the, yeah, during the anthem in, in particular okay. to protest rape culture. So okay. I don't know if this was some Twitter, you know, debauchery that just was that birthed sounds out like of like. Lore. Let's hope. Let's hope it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But let's I'm asking because I've never seen that. You no. know, sometimes people do co-opt movements, and I've seen, for the most part, online, I've seen people saying, uh, speaking about it. But like I said, I have yet to lay my own two eyes. So that means if you all see clips or photos, please uh, tweet tweet them mm-hmm. to me because te- I, I haven't seen anything but mm-hmm. i've seen discussion surrounding it so how do we feel about that how do we feel about white women in particular completely well for the most part completely uh disregarding what kaepernick, kaepernick. what what the initial protest was about and now kind of hijacking and co-opting <laughs> it for their own agenda i don't i don't feel anything about it because if i until i see it maybe it's just talk right now because it doesn't make any sense to me why would you go ahead and kneel for that when that has a whole other subject going on right now right it doesn't even yeah. make any sense that you would even do that but again white women so <laughs> you, it, listen it's a bag of surprises mm. always is yeah they I don't shocked know. themselves i think yeah they really did i don't know i don't feel anything about it either but i have not seen anything about this news um if it's so true yeah, tweet us yeah please Let because i'm curious but not that much curious to be honest mm. <laughs> Kanye West deleted his social media. I Good. Saw. Rest in peace. <laughs> do you think it was his idea or do you think someone no. grabbed his phone and oh. was Jim like... Jim Kardashian <laughs> took that phone. Chris Jenner. Delete. Chris Jenner. Chris mother. Jesus Jenner. Yes, she did. Finally. Finally. Yeah. It's, you, it's about time. He's still dead to me, but like I don't need to see it all the time. Because yes. now that, that pisses me off even more. He was my favorite. You know, my I, absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved Kanye too. I was very biased to him for plenty of years because of the Chicago connection. I understood him. Southside, I stand for his mom. You Mm. know, Um, she was such a a pillar in the like a leader in in the in the classroom and and on that campus. Mm. Um, But yeah, I wore black. It was ironic though. Like the morning, the day of the slavery is a choice announcement. I was in black from head to toe, dressed like the omen as it was, and so it was just (laughs) it was appropriate. (laughs) It was literally I remember appropriate. That. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I have not. <laughs> That's when he died. R.I.P. Yeah. I have not subscribed to anything Kanye since. I didn't even listen to Tiana's album. Well, I did later on accident. Me too. But I did not subscribe. I haven't I subscribed. No. I haven't heard anything, anything Kanye anything. Yeah. Because of it. I blocked him a long time ago. He has a new album coming out yeah. on Black Friday. About what? 
It's called Yandi. I guess Mm-mm. it's a playoff Gandhi. I don't know. <laughs> Kanye, beloved, you open you you are openly bipolar. I hope you're taking care of yourself and oh, he's open about it now. Remember, it was, he, it was on his album. Like, the, isn't the album cover? Didn't it say like I am bipolar, like ridden over some mountains? Oh, yeah. You don't remember that? That I was like back in, in June, yeah. right after our hundredth show. I think that that I just that r- overlooked happened. that whole entire thing. Yeah, I was keeping up. So I wish him well, though. Speaking Always. of Kanye, oh, I mean, that that's nice of you. <laughs> speaking of Kanye, uh, we got to loop uh, T Swift, the snake, into this now. Mm. Taylor Swift recently came out. Now, Taylor Swift didn't ignore it. Every political, she hadn't used her voice in anything. And I try not to police when people stand up in their politics, because I don't really think I was radicalized politically until undergrad, if I'm being honest. But in fairness, when I was in college, that was my first election mm-hmm. for president mm-hmm. and things like that. Oh, but I, yes. I never really paid attention Ooh. to the, that was inauguration, not election. My birthday was inauguration the day that the black American president was elected. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm talking January about 20th. I'm talking about going to the polls. I know. Um, but I never really paid attention to birthday. elections on smaller scales until, of course, within recent years, honestly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so Taylor Swift, like I said, she's been quiet. We know the alt-right aligned with her during the this recent presidential election two years ago. She said nothing. She mm-hmm. has been totally mute Mm -hmm. okay she's even had symbolism i've seen on twitter like you know things that not overt symbolism but things that make you go hmm in videos and performances but anyway taylor recently came out and used her voice uh to endorse democrats Mm -hmm. a democratic candidate and spoke out against you know spoke out for i should say equality of uh the sexes and marriage and all of that and i was like wow so when i saw this i saw people praising her on social media and i was like okay that's good that's good and a a brief statistic about this Mm -hmm. is that uh voter registration went up after taylor used her voice this is according yeah i just see that yeah this is according where's my uh clip at so this is according to buzzfeed news vote.org says sixty-five thousand people registered to vote uh, in the 24 hours after Taylor Swift encouraged her 112 million Instagram followers to register. So something, she's doing something right. But what struck me, like I said, was the optics. Like I questioned her motive because it seems like the op- the most opportune time. Mm. Everybody hates Kanye now. We know that they have that long standing mm. beef. Mm-hmm. Remember it was just two years ago with the whole snake thing. Remember Kim, Every bad bitch Kim let the, 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 the chopper sing and put the clip on Keeping Up with the yeah. Kardashians. Ooh, that was so perfect. It was perfect. That was perfect. And Taylor's clearly been still swimming in that swill because her whole, this last era was based around the snake She was comment. exposed. Yes, yeah. yes. And there have been talks that she's the mean girl, like a Regina George of the industry. However, do you all think, because like I said, I think it was oppor- not opportunistic, but the optics of it. It's just the perfect time, quote unquote, for her to now use her voice politically while we all hate Kanye. I mean, so I do you think, think she was genuine in denouncing or supporting uh, Democrats and denouncing the hate? Or do you think it was like her publicist was like, bitch, strike while the iron Ooh. is hot? I think it was strike while the iron is hot, but I'm not mad at it, to be honest. And I saw, I actually had a friend post about this on Facebook earlier. And then when I saw it, a black man tweeting about Taylor Swift or putting it on Facebook, I had to read the comments. And of course, a lot of people were saying like, oh, um, what's the Aretha Franklin quote? Like beautiful gowns, great mm-hmm. gowns. Yeah. Like people are saying that and just kind of disregarding it. 
Um, I saw Negroes inviting Taylor to the cookout. No. Like, oh, no, 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 Pause. Hold really? On. No, Can she, we just burn down the cookout? Down. <laughs> I mean, Can but... we burn it down? Can we just... Shut this cook down. It's <laughs> actually over. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy that she's um, stood up on the right side of um, the politics. I mean, it's all kind of crazy. But I don't condemn her for, you know, speaking out. And I think it was, you said 67,000? I believe so. I don't have thousand. Yeah, I saw someone around that number, people who uh, registered to vote in her name. So, I mean, amen, I celebrate it. I hope they they actually go out and vote. And maybe her influence will will sway them to vote against a lot of their parents' best interests. Correct. And and vote blue. Yeah, because she's very, um, I can see her having a lot of country, middle America, people loving her. She's conniving. So, of course, this was... um, a smart plan of hers. Oh, yes. You know, but you know, something came good from this, so kudos to that. But this is, she's vicious. I'm still not buying the album. Her. I'm not streaming no. it on Spotify. No, no. no. I don't listen to <laughs> no, I'm good. Taylor? No. <laughs> I'm good. By the way, you know, you guys know that we're recording this on a Tuesday. I don't know, if, did you guys see the fallout between Azalea Banks and Lana Del Rey? I did not. A few not. hours ago. Did no. they physically fight? No. Lana basically said, my location's on, like, I will beat you the fuck up. Like, Lana. Why? I believe that, What though? caused this? Uh, because basically Azalea went on a Twitter thread. I don't, I have her blocked. You know, I just, I cannot <laughs> get with her. It's, it, it was like a snowball of things, like with her being xenophobic and racist and calling Zan Malik, Malik because he's Middle Eastern. Like, mm. like it's just a snowball of things, the homophobic stuff, the transphobic stuff, like her receipts are too long where I can't, you know, how people like separate the, the art from the artist. Like I didn't even give her art. I didn't even get a chance to give her art a chance because of her behavior. But anyway, so Azalea, in case you missed it last week, um, Lana Del Rey, along with uh, Chris Evans and a few other white celebs came out and kind of grabbed Kanye by his nose hairs and dragged Ooh. him on social media. Lana Del Rey, like I said, was one of those girls. Today, Azalea went on a Twitter thread criticizing Lana Del Rey saying that basically her support or her critique of uh, Kanye was basically performative because where were you when this happened and where were you when this happened and where were you when this happened? You know, call out culture, shame culture. Why weren't you vocal when this happened? And Lana basically was like, bitch, who, who wanted, who wanted with lean? <laughs> I actually think that La- Lana, is that how you say her name? I don't know. I haven't listened to her music either. I, I feel like she would win. I don't know. In a fight? Yeah. I mean, based Mm-mm. on how Azalea... You don't think so? like a dirty fighter, like... Based on how she acted on Wild and Out... Spits. <laughs> and bites. <laughs> Listen, based on how she acted on Wild and Out, that that bark may be uh, bigger she than that bite. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Because, like, she reminds me of, like, a girl from New York. Like, Not that that's indicative of physical, but I'm just saying, you know. No, 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 for sure. Said, no, I feel sensitive. like she's, she's a, no, a New Yorker, and New Yorkers are loud, and New Yorkers like to talk. And sometimes when it comes down to, you know, home base, there's a lot third. So I don't know. I don't know. I get, I don't know. I think that Lana will win the fight though. Cause I feel like she's like one of them like classic girls that could like beat someone's ass. Did Azalea lie? Did what? Did she lie? Um, what, what, like, no. Well, from what from I what saw, I'm hearing, from, like what I saw mm-hmm. from what I saw, she did not, but it goes to me, it goes into like a deeper discussion of, okay, when can I say something? Is it one of those things like, okay, I see something and now I may have the language or the um, or the confidence to speak now? Am I mm. now going to be punished because three years ago I didn't say something about a similar circumstance? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like a fine line. It, it's a valid critique. Think, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a valid critique. But we all it, the, social commentary is like a game of double dutch. Mm. 
And you jump in when you feel like you're well-versed enough, typically, because a lot of y'all be loud and wrong. But <laughs> typically, when you feel like you're well-versed enough on a, on, on a certain particular subject, that's when you jump in. But you could be on the sideline watching the timeline or watching the rope click on the sidewalk Waiting. the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And I also think that it what to take into consideration is that has she spoken about politics before? Because I feel like people who, I don't, I don't who know this speak girl. about, yeah, I mean, not me neither. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just in general, if you're like very loud about something and then you kind of reverse what you say, depending on like the political climate, I think that's kind of problematic as well. Because if you're so but for also, something. It, I, I imagine that if Lana was ever political, of course her message would not be, it would be swept under the rug. It wouldn't be as elevated as this Kanye y- y- critique. Because that's the right. only reason why it's gaining traction mm-hmm. is because it's attached to Kanye West. Mm, that comment she made. Yeah. So if if her comment might have been directed at a random Twitter user, we might not have seen it the seen the light of day of it. You know True. what I'm saying? Especially so, three. <laughs> I was so mad, by the way. So Wednesday morning was a shit show with the wisdom teeth. And then my friend took me out to breakfast and then I went to the grocery store. And Ralph's had a sale. I love I love sparkling water. Shout out to Perrier. They're so good to me. But listen, Perrier <laughs> wasn't on sale, sale and LaCroix was. And LaCroix, <laughs> LaCroix, you could get three cases for 10 bucks. You drinking shit? Trash. And I bought three cases for 10 bucks. My refrigerator is fully stocked with I LaCroix. I hope they still stocked yeah. or in the trash. No, I'm drinking them. What? And I'm going to tell you why. Oh. I'm going to tell you why. Please. You guys can ru- world stop, but I'm going to carry on <laughs> over here. So Friday rolls around, and of course this report drops that LaCroix is, let me see, where's my article at? So <laughs> the trending sparkly water brand LaCroix claims it's all natural, but a new class action lawsuit says that the water is neither all natural or 100% natural. And it seeks to, quote, obtain redress for all persons injured by the claim. LaCroix uh, contains, among other things, ethyl, I don't even know how to pronounce some of these Uh-oh. things, but ethyl butonanine, lemonine, <laughs> linalool, and linalool who? Lena who? The complaint states that Lulu? the above chemical compounds are synthetically created and added to consumable goods to make those goods taste or smell a certain way. Perhaps most disturbingly, it create. I mean, it describes linalool as an ingredient in <laughs> cockroach incesticide. You tr- you want to try pronouncing these words? Nope. No. Okay. Try. Then you don't laugh too damn loud. How about that? So one of the ingredients is described as a cockroach incesticide. Now, despite Uh the lawsuit's scary implications, it's not alleging that LaCroix sodas are causing people harm. Instead, it hinges on the question of whether these particular ingredients are synthetic or natural. Those four chemicals can be synthetic or come from natural sources. Um, so the first one that I read off is used the the ethylbutonine or whatever is a chemical that is used to stimulate, well, to simulate, excuse me, the flavor of pineapple and can come from not natural sources or be synthesized. And so there's others that come from flowers and spice plants, including mint herbs and citrus fruits. And, and, and so basically these are like essences, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They allude to. Yes. So. The reason why I'm not going to throw my LaCroix out, because originally I was, I sat back and I listened to people criticize me and I read people dragging me. (laughs) But when I think about all of the things that we consume that have far, arguably far worse things that we don't even know 
in them. It's like, what harm is a little water? And it says that the levels will not cause people harm. And a lot of, a lot of these things are from, well, I want to say all four of the things I read off are, uh, can be either natural or synthetic, for example. Um, but I mean, if you look at the back of a Doritos package of Sour Patch Kids, of, of things that we consume, McDonald's, McDo- literally. So you all are not going to demonize me for drinking my Roach water <laughs> because hashtag Rowena Bell. <laughs> because part of me was like, "Shar, it's just ten dollars," but then the other part of me is and like, "Bitch, Roach that's ten dollars. It's not feces." I'm joking. I'm like, don't be putting that out there. I didn't see nothing about Roach shit. I mean, I don't know. My thing is, I remember like back in the day, I don't know if this was a rumor um, in Chicago, but I know in LA it was that Dr. Pepper was made from beetle blood. <laughs> Never heard that. <laughs> I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Never yeah. heard that. Like, I don't know if it's true or not, but like, I remember thinking like, I can't drink this anymore. But then I was like, this is so good. I don't drink so Cosmetics. Anymore. I mean, they say Mac Ruby Woo, which is popular amongst uh, a lot of women. Uh, the color comes the from Crush. Yeah. It's called Ruby Woo. It's a lipstick color from Mac Cosmetics. Copy. They say that the color is from beetles, like crushed up beetles. It's hmm. a red. It's a piercing. Like Tracy Ellis Ross, that's her favorite lipstick. Anytime you see her in red, she's probably wearing Ruby Woo from Mac. So what I'm saying is. I mean, they can't is, find something else to make red. Listen, that's not my business. <laughs> I'm not a chemist. That's my point about this water. <laughs> Just use natural stuff. Well, see, the thing is, it's used. That's what I'm trying to clarify. So what they're using can double as a roach incesticide. It's not, that's not its sole usage, if you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. with that. So, uh, yeah. Great I'm caption. still going to be drinking my LaCroix and to hell with all of y'all that's got a problem with it because y'all ain't drinking it. You wish you luck. Um, well, we got to wrap up bulletin board soon. Um, so did you all hear about Stormy Daniels? I'm sorry if you just ate, but Stormy Daniels <laughs> describing Uh-oh. sex with the president in her new book. What? I, descri- uh, I heard her describe that penis of his. Yes, that's what I'm <laughs> getting at. So she ruined Toad from Mario Kart for me uh, because <gasps> of what, oh. <laughs> what she had to say. So here's the excerpt from stomach. the book. <laughs> Wait, what's my the title st- of her book? I don't even see it in stomach. this article. But anyway... Um, this is from The Guardian. This is via The Guardian. She describes Trump's penis as, quote, smaller than average, but not freakishly small. He knows he has an unusual uh, penis, Daniels writes. It has a huge mushroom head, like a toadstool. Unusual. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Wait, I got, I got two more sentences to read, so buckle up. I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes <laughs> and a dick that looked right. like the mushroom character in door. Mario Kart. Oh my. It may have been God. the least impressive sex I'd ever had, but clearly he didn't share in that opinion. Annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She said Yeti pubes and a mushroom and a and the dick like a mushroom Gross. character in Mario Kart. How are you Gross. annoyed having sex? Well, I mean, she got paid. So I know, if you're a sex but... worker, sex workers that I know are not in it because they're horny. They're in it off of survival. It's like they're annoyed plenty of times they lay down. Oh my God. Wait, no, she didn't get paid. She did get paid. She did? Yes. She got paid more. She got paid and then she got paid more when the, the campaign uh, started, right? Oh. She got paid twice. Well, I know she got paid to keep like hush money, but I don't think she, I thought no she was paid like to be an escort. I thought she was a porn star. I can't remember. Or maybe he promised her some stuff. Yeah, that's what it was. Like she, he like promised her. I thought she got her. paid. 
I can't she listen. Pay, I don't know logistics. She's a she was an adult entertainer and she went up to the hotel room and had sex with him and thought that eventually she would like end up on like a TV show. Because that's what he told mm. her, right? But she didn't like. She wasn't an escort. So, She's yeah. a porn star. And really quickly before we end this, because we got to move on. Did you all? We are. Were you on Twitter in 2015? Absolutely. Hell yeah. You remember yeah. the iconic Zola thread? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just got greenlit. For the movie, remember James Franco was originally attached to this, um, but you know he got swept up in the Me Too movement, so he's no longer attached to it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, James Franco got in trouble. Yeah, it was like they said it was a couple hundred tweets, or Mm -hmm. maybe it was it was was when Twitter was long. It was a story. It was when Twitter was 140 characters. Yes. So yeah, and I think this is before you could attach gifts. You could only attach pictures. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, they, they're about to start production. Production starts this fall. And the Zola movie about, you know, stripping and mm. getting tricked and pistol whipped mm-hmm. and in the streets. And so never, ever say hashtag it's just Twitter. We've seen tons of people get opportunities from social media, Twitter tons. in particular. And you see where this little rinky-tink social media app, how it connects us all, it threads us all, and your next big break may be right around, one tweet away, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. The girl who created this, did she get paid? Yeah, she's fully involved. Is she involved in this? She's fully okay. involved in the process. She was the I witness. Checked, I checked. That doesn't, <laughs> quote, unquote. Please. <laughs> Twitter is uh, public. Isn't that, because like, they can use your Instagram photos yes, on like. Yeah. yeah, Twitter. So Once that's, it's out, it's that's out. That's how people steal people's ideas. Mm-hmm. Like you could they tweet steal a, tweets. I was about to say yeah. steal tweets. Yeah, make a whole ass show. Uh-huh. So, so they could have snatched that thread up and mm-hmm. said fuck her, mm-hmm. and we're developing this into a movie. But luckily, there are still good Kudos. people. But I think because it is Twitter, people like people would have attacked them. They wouldn't have cared. What they got to do with my so. money? They're getting that money. What the, that was my coin. first question. What they got to do with with money? People would have dragged them, but that ain't gonna stop production. That ain't gonna halt production. You see Charlize, it took, and that's 2018. If Charlize doing the, um, or I mean Scarlett, excuse me. Oh my, Charlize Theron? I get them mixed do? up all the, they the time. They look the same. They're the same woman. If Scarlett would have done no, that in 2015, <laughs> she like might have got away with it. She might have got away with yeah. it. But we're living in a different time. <clears throat> the girls have been stealing from, from the beginning of time. But let's. By the way, well, real quick. Um, Thursday, October 11th is National Coming Out Day. Mm. Day. So kudos to all who have come out in the bravery. I I kind of get um, jaded when it comes to like coming out just because I did such a long time ago. But um, I'm constantly reminded about the struggles that full-blown adults face when it comes to kind of living in the truth. So yeah, I know a lot of people that are that are out mm-hmm. in the streets, but not a, but still fully in the closet when it comes to family. Right. Absolutely. I think that's a no lot. Of, I think that's one of the main reasons why black gay men who date each other are single. Well, all right. I but, think so. Because of family. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of black gay men are out to their family, from what I've experienced. See, for me, it's, that's true. I want to say it's been about fifty. 50. Well, not even fifty half. fifty. I'll say it's been uh, maybe seventy five out and then the other percentage not out mm-hmm. overwhelming majority is out but they may conduct me. themselves differently they but they're absolutely out do. you know what i'm saying one person knows in the family right yeah right or people do know but they're they're maybe Hush. a little bit more um masculine presenting you know when it comes to thanksgiving and things like that right so and also accepting too because you could have a boyfriend and be out but if your family doesn't accept you like what does the holidays look like mm. you know am i coming home for thanksgiving no you can't come because my family's gonna behead you on the mm. table 
2018. Let's move on okay. to the corner before we get into Flashback Friday. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. So this week's LGBT corner um, is not really a highlight. It's more of a slap on the wrist. I was so insulted when I saw this. Um, so in Stafford, Virginia, a young transgender girl was allegedly barred from using both the boys and girls locker room during a lockdown drill at a Virginia middle school during a safety lock lockdown safety drill at her middle school in Stafford County last week, the LGBTQ rights group equality Stafford said that she was forced to sit alone on the bleachers and then in the hall while everyone else in her physical education class at Stafford County middle school took shelter in the locker rooms. The teachers were apparently debating which locker room would be appropriate for her. School spokeswoman Sherry Johnson issued a statement saying that the school district does not comment on individual student cases to avoid divulging <coughs> confidential information. When asked if the girl should be allowed into the girl's locker room because she identifies as a girl, Johnson only reiterated that all policies, practices, and safety procedures are under review. So in case you missed that from what I just read, they did a lockdown in the event that there was an active shooter in the school mm -hmm. and they separated for whatever reason i've never heard of this they separated the kids by gender mm -mm. which to me makes no sense i mean if we first of all if there's a shooter in the school i am not going to be concerned with where i hide right. where's our first cover i am not going to be consumed with oh god i'm at the boys locker room door i'm a girl let me go no right. let me run across i'm campus. taking cover <laughs> I'm taking cover where I can take cover. Like broom but closet. But okay. something about this seemed, I don't want to say strategic, but where, where are people's hearts at? How do you Hello. as a professional in the education field, whether you agree with people being trans or not, not that it's up for anyone to agree with, how do you leave a student on the bleachers? How is everybody Ooh. in the locker rooms and you leave someone in the bleachers and then put them in the hallway? During so what, a shooting what is, protocol. What does that what? tell her about her value and her life within the school? The South is so weird. Backwards. Backwards. I mean, it's not just even the South. Things like this happen all, well, not to this extreme. But <laughs> when it comes to trans, when it comes to trans students, mm -hmm. things like this happen all over the nation. Mm -hmm. So, Virginia, get your shit together. I, and like I said, I, ju what I just a disgusting story. Like, really, like, imagine the trauma. They wanted her to feel like that. And that's what I'm right. saying. That's why I said it felt that planned. It felt strategic. Pick a side, mm -hmm. and and clearly you picked a side because I'm guessing she's a binary since she identifies as a girl. Mm. But they want her to. I don't know. It's, it was ugly. That was very ugly. As a parent, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Take that girl out of school. I'm just saying. Right. I mean, the school's that's saying like she's gonna get shot. That's obvious. Yeah. But you <laughs> also worthless. gotta file some right. paperwork. Mm. Like there's gotta be something done. You can't just take them out of the school and, and chuck the deuces. Like there's some there's some follow up action. So after that has this to article, take what place. happens now? I I guess we'll wait and see. This just happened. Mm. I wanna say on Friday. Like literally just happened. So speaking of Friday, let's get into flashback Friday really, really, really quickly. <laughs> So, Flashback Friday last week um, on my Instagram. Jace, did you get... Oh, excuse me. I just burped the champagne. Did you get any um, responses? I did. And actually, I got one that was actually very fascinating. I had my wheels turning. Um, so, one of the questions, uh, Char's topic in particular, was about 
um, a significant other not being attracted to you. And so I posed a question sexually. on my... Sexually attracted to you. So I posed the question um, on my IG story, and I got a few responses, but one of them stood out in particular, and it was about um, someone who was non-binary, who once identified as a female, and as she... Or, sorry, they started to become non-binary their significant other started becoming less attracted to them. And so she kind of wrote me like a little paragraph about how that was. And I was like, wow, that's interesting because, you know, I don't really think about that, like transitioning or In like, fairness, becoming. I didn't either. Yeah. Cause I never, I never thought about that. What is it like to like date somebody who um, identifies as one gender and then becomes another gender or non-binary during while well, they're see, dating? What did she say? How did she feel about that? <clears throat> um, she was kind of hurt about it. She said that, um, that, uh, their girlfriend was like afraid to or embarrassed to bring him in public, mm. and so like that was kind of like the period that kind of like tore them apart. So, mm. see in that regard, I don't know. That's a touchy, that's touchy difficult. angle for me because I I know that I like men. Mm-hmm. So if I'm dating a cis man, I don't know. I don't know. Right. This is interesting. I never thought I about that. I understand both sides. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get it. That one is, that's, that's deep. Everyone needs to become pansexual. We didn't explore that. <laughs> that's a topic. Mm, I'm good on that. <laughs> um, to each their own. And you all will not shame me for being binary or liking men. Never. I don't know how many times I have to say it. Well, you know, the, you know the, the, the kids on my Twitter. Because They're fine. It's, we'll talk off air. Okay. <laughs> anyway, They're so fine. on my Instagram, 89% of you when asked if you could, if you would stay in the relationship if your partner told you that they were no longer or that they're not sexually attracted to you. 89% of you said that you're going to break up. An interesting 11% said that you'd be willing to work it out. Stay in, and find something to work it out. Find a way to work it out. What about you, Brant? <clears throat> that 11% is... Um... A financial thing, by the way. Oh. Um, if my partner said they're not attracted to me any longer, there is no more relationship. Sexually attracted. Sexually attracted. Yeah. Because sex is part of a relationship. So yeah. we can be friends, but listen, of se- course. Sex is on different hierarchies and different tiers for, for different, for different people. people. Yeah. But in your um, case. mine, it's high. And my, yeah. And mine, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah we're so we're friends. We're friends. And then um, when I was talking about um, overstepping boundaries, some of the questions or I guess some of the answers that I got where I'm not going to read them all but someone said I am a Molly to my friends they have been mad at me it was but it was what it was I had to learn to step back another one says I've been the friend to overstep this one was a good one my bestie stopped me from buying a gift for my ex at the time I was so annoyed but she saved me a coin and but it cuts off Keep your coins. <laughs> so I'm guessing that she was she was She's grateful. Going off. <laughs> she okay. was grateful. All right. So let's jump into the first topic. So my topic this week revolves around backhanded compliments mm. or being inundated inundated with compliments that may not. I don't want to say get on your nerves, but it didn't feel good. It's coding. You know, you got to get to the root of why they are saying what they're saying. You know? 100. What 
brought on this topic because Jason and I were actually supposed to go see Angela Bassett on Monday. She did Hollywood Confidential or mm-hmm. something like that. Shout I didn't go Steve. because I just wasn't in the mood for crowds. You know how you got to kind of be in the mood. And then the traffic. I stay in that Like mood. I was coming from the valley. I didn't want to go. to. Yeah, nah. That's it. <laughs> so uh, 60-year-old Angela Bassett is on the cover of the November 2018 issue of Allure magazine. And this issue is important because Allure announced that they are ending anything revolving uh, the, the word or the term anti-aging. It's counterproductive. By the way, I should mention that Stormy Daniels did come out and say that she felt bad about body shaming 45 with his <laughs> will her de, book will the beast pubes um i was annoyed <laughs> but in in the interview angela shares her thoughts on ageism yale and feminism now she appreciates the you look so young compliments but they get old fast so a quick excerpt from this is she sat down by, by the way shout out to christian l Wright because uh they're the person that interviewed her and the title of this article is Stop asking Angela Bassett why she looks so young for her age. So here's an excerpt. A little while after Bassett and I settle in for pedicures at the cheekily named Bed of Nail Salon in Harlem, New York City, with its lacquered floors and tall velvet wing back chairs, I asked her about the response to the black swimsuit. That was surprising, she says quietly, curled up on the arm of her chair closest to me. Then on reflection, Maybe I shouldn't be surprised because people have been asking her forever. What do you do? What do you eat? How do you stay? Being in Bassett's close proximity, I can attest that she is gorgeous. Trim in a tropical print sheath dress Mm. and cool with Afro shape with her Afro shaped in a gentle triangle. A couple of gold hoops glinting underneath. She's not very tall, petite really, with her trademark strong arms and skin that suggests a deal with the devil. That's how good her skin is. (laughs) She says, Heavenly. It feels good that they wonder, Bassett says, about people who want to know her supposed youth-sustaining secrets. On the other hand, the world's preoccupation with the way that women look as they age makes her uh, feel a touch impatient and brings out a sarcastic streak. Not long ago, she was in the checkout line of Whole Foods right here in Los Angeles where she lives. A woman bagging her groceries next to her leaned over and whispered, you look so young. She said, hearing that is a wonderful thing, seeing as that I'm 80. Now she was being sarcastic and then ended up laughing. Mm -hmm. But, um, sorry I skipped, I I felt like I was all over the place reading that, but I should note that I had an espresso, I tweeted this, and so everything's bouncing, everything's jittery. Blame the coffee beans. My eyes are bouncing side to side. No, because the listeners know, Char delivers, and I feel like I'm all over the place today. Plus, I've just been getting hurled with all different types of news. But, uh, But yeah, so that is my question to you all. How do you deal with compliments, and what are some compliments that you've had to kind of side eye that you feel might have been backhanded or or kind of like a slight not like like the person has good intentions but the impact um you look good for your age is a read uh you're handsome for a dark-skinned man i hear a lot Mm -hmm. it's disgusting um oh you speak in a certain way i didn't expect you to speak that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just doesn't sit well with me i know what you're trying to say i say thank you because i get where you're trying to go right 
but it was it's, so it's intelligent ugly. for a Negro. Wow. Oh my God. You say the T's? Yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with that though? Um. And what do you think that that those notions are rooted in? I get it. I know what they're trying to say. They they say um, they look at media. They look at these movies and they say these they see these niggas acting like niggas and then mm-hmm. they see me on the street and they see something different. They make a comment about it. I get where it's coming from. I say thank you, but I also know that they need to be trained. Yeah, they need to rethink how they their biases are jumping out. Oh my right. god, it hops. And that kind of also just kind of highlights how important media is and representation is wow. because if you have one like even my dad gets really really upset about um, movies that come out especially Tyler Perry cuz he's he's like they only portray one type of person, one type of black man. And then even with um Love Is on own like my dad couldn't watch that show because he was like, there's this another man who is bumming it on his girl's couch. Mm-hmm. And so he gets really upset with the way that um, people, especially black men, are portrayed in the media. Because that's what people who are not in our group mm-hmm. see and think that we all are. And it's mm-hmm. constant mm-hmm. for decades. It's and that is true. Right. And I could kind of piggyback on that, especially too. Especially with the, with the color. Yeah. With the colorism of it all. Um, I know because uh, I was... I still do like a lot of um, HIV work and a lot of HIV work is focused around white gay men. So I'd be in a lot of different spaces. Well, the people who are the headhunters are now. Oh, the people who are sitting in the, in the chairs and collecting money, making money off of Mm -hmm. you. And yeah. Um, And so there was a time where like a lot, like every single month I was at a conference or an event surrounding HIV and it'd be like all of these, you know, we ho white gays and, they would, you know, compliment me kind of the same way. They'd be like, oh, wow, you're so intelligent. Oh, you're so well-spoken. Shock. Well-spoken is the one I get a lot. But I'm just like, you have no idea. Listen to Kiss and Tell Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much that. And then also my weight because I was very insecure. I remember even in elementary school, uh, people would come up to me and, like, put their, like, thumb and their pointer finger around and, like, I remember you wow, you're this. so skinny. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wish I had you. And, like, that was one of my biggest insecurities. And people kept, mm-hmm. and to this day, keep, like, talking about my weight. And I'm, a, I'm more comfortable now in my own skin. Um, but five years ago, six years ago, when I was a teenager, that wasn't necessarily the case. And so I remember just getting a lot of, it would be compliments and comments about my weight. Mm-hmm. Um I remember one time I was at a wedding and um, this girl gave me a hug and she like go at me. She's like, did you, do you eat anything? Ugh. And I'm just like, bitch, I'll, and I'll see, push you in this me, pond. I've done, I've <laughs> and done I said, things like that to people. <laughs> right. And it's not, I've it's done not, things like it's that not to cruel. Like no joke. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. But like coming up from someone who's on the other end and in maybe past, like for I've me, like for me, I, I don't like, care. Girl, you need a damn sandwich, yeah. girl. How right. you doing? Yeah. Go on over there and fix you a Get plate. Get inshore. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it now, but definitely like when, if but someone is not. But that's not a compliment, is it? I mean, they're just like, wow, I wish I was that they're skinny. They're impressed oh, okay. like, it's, like yeah. a, it's an impression. Yeah. They okay. wish they had that. Um, and meanwhile, I mean, everything under the sun, um, trying to gain weight. And so I think like with stuff like that, it's not, it would be comments and compliments, but it's not malicious. And I think when I was in a, a more uncomfortable space and not necessarily to curse myself in my own skin, it would offend me and I wouldn't know. You, I would just say thank you. There's some people who try to try me, and I would be like, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, stop. I feel like you can There's discern. Those. Yeah. Who's trying <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the girl at the wedding, like, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, stop. You and she was discern. just like, what? I was like, no, stop, not today. 
You give her a look. Right. Like, no, I said I, I said I something to her. Because oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not playing with your girl. Um, <laughs> family. But, yeah, that's Back pretty story. much my my big two. What about you, Shara? I mean, ugh, this is so unoriginal because I feel like we're all on the same page. When you were <laughs> speaking, though, I did think about uh, last December. I went out like, I don't have no banging body. I don't have no, in my mind, I, you know, I'm not stacked in, in the ways in which I'd like to be stacked. You know, we all got our our, <laughs> our vices and our insecurities and things. But uh, one of the compliments that is backhanded, and I know what it's rooted in, that I have encountered from cis women in particular, like I said, hearkening back to last December, this girl asked me, where did I get my shape from? Like she slapped my butt. I was getting up to get something. She slapped my butt and asked, where did I get all First of that? First of all, assault. Yeah. Do you, but do the you know where, this woman? I know, we know each other, but we're not friends. Mm. Okay. Um, And with her asking me, where did I get all of that? It wasn't in like the auntie way. Like, girl, were you? it was like... You got your injections? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, very, very house of abundance. Uh-huh, you know? Right. <laughs> Thing that you, Candy ferocity. Angelica Ross. With yeah, Miss Orlando or whatever the person. <laughs> yeah. And I was very insulted. But I, kn- I am aware that I've always had big thighs, for example, which is not a typical trait with a lot of trans people. I mean, it's a black thing, but it's not a lot of trans people. Well, trans women, I should say. Um, you know, the body fat is proportioned differently on different women, just like with cis women and hormones work differently Damn, <laughs> hormones, but it's different with women. I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and hormones work differently. DNA works differently. And so things are different on me than your trans coworker that you, you know, like there's mm-hmm. no blueprint to this. And so uh, that's one instance I can think of. And then, of course, the same thing that y'all said as far as the well-spoken, especially when they find out that, in particular, when they find out that I'm a trans woman with a degree, it becomes this oh, this needle in a haystack. And it's not a needle in a haystack. And it, har- it goes back to what Jace was saying about why representation is so important because it's not, first of all, you don't even have to have a degree to be smart. I know plenty of people with degrees who are dumbasses. I know plenty of people. I know plenty of people without degrees who are smart as hell. Pick up a book from time to time. But uh, I found that when I felt I was being tokenized in a lot of ways, when people want me to come talk about the trans experience, mm-hmm. but you don't want me to come talk about it because you're genuinely interested. You want me to come talk about it because you, you can. Um, promote it and sensationalize it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you don't care about my story you don't care about the things that i may face in the world or how i view the world or how i experience the world you just want numbers you just want you know a void field you just want you got bored with your topics and was like oh who can we pick the dni department needs some but wait yeah (laughs) does she legit need that work though no this girl is a plus size girl, but shapely. She's okay. very, so she very wasn't pretty. Really just, I'm, I'm honestly asking you because I, I need something done. Or, like no, it felt messy, but it was, a, you see how she wrapped <laughs> Wait, it. <what>? The delivery, <laughs> the delivery was wrapped in a complimentary tone. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you feel so, that. Like, oh, you look good. Wait, where'd you get that done? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not stupid. And I, I know how to read people in all, in all senses of that term. Um, but so, yeah, that's I've encur- encountered a lot of the well-spoken and, you know, I also hate, I hate when uh, cis women, 
assume, because I do know how to do makeup. I do know how to do my hair. But when they find out that I do my hair, it becomes, can you do my hair? Mm -hmm. And I'm not a hairdresser. (laughs) I do my hair Mm because I can afford to experiment with what I want to experiment with. And if something goes wrong... I, I got to take that right. L. That's my look. But don't come over my house dropping <laughs> yeah. off wigs that you want layered. You know, just assuming that I'm just this, you know, this beauty expert and can really help you with your, your situation. <laughs> Not saying that I can't, but it's certain stereotypes. Like what, what I asked you all about. Assume. Yes. Right. And it's all with approach mm-hmm. and it's all with delivery. Because mm-hmm. I'm not your little sidekick. I'm not your little. And then with fashion, I'm really not. I'm more so hair and makeup girl. I don't know shit. I can't. I'm not leading the charge. I'm not and, Andre Leon Talley or uh, Miranda Priestley and the girls. I'm not your fashionista. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's things like that. Look at that with the gays, though. Yeah. yeah. I was just about yeah. to say that because someone was like, oh, my God, you're so fashionable. I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like, it's together. a projection, and it's a it's a certain notion that they, These like, I'm glad that Brent brought up the colorism because maybe if you were lighter, you wouldn't experience a lot of the shock around the way that, that you. Right. Um, and I feel, I, in certain regard, I feel the the same way. Um, there's colorism in it, there's racism, there's misogyny, all of that stuff. And people don't, a lot of the times, they don't come from a bad place, but it's their own implicit bias. Right. It's their own biases and things that they don't even realize what's coming they're out projecting. of their mouth. And they're projecting nonsense. So I'm glad that Angela shared that. I'm glad that Allure is retiring anti-aging. Um, I was once an ageist, but within this past year, I got over it. Mm. <laughs> and so, But not an ageist in about how you look. I just was like, oh... Yeah, I'm about to be 35. Like, I still have some remnants of my ageism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, I'm glad that she addressed that. And I can only imagine how annoying that must be for her. Because the the fact is, Angela Bassett looks fucking fantastic. Amen. That's just the fact, Jack. Mm -hmm. But people are literally obsessing every picture. You look so young. You look so... You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I can see why that would get... That would be like me being a public figure on a larger scale and the girls all up under my picture telling me I look real and passable under every picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's, okay. Okay. Like, Thank you. you know? Drink so, water. Thank I'm glad, you. I'm glad that she shared that. And it was a really good read guys. So I'm going to post the link when I do the live, uh, yeah. uh, that, tweet. That kind of reminds me of, um, where Jane Fonda kind of touched upon in her HBO documentary, how she, admitted that she had plastic surgery and she kind of wished that she did it because she likes, you know, aging and she likes, you know, seeing old faces. Well, yeah, even when she, she got Megan well, Kelly though. together. Yeah, hers is tasteful. Mm-hmm. But when she got mm-hmm. Me- Megan Kelly together um, last yeah. year on the Today Show, when the interview like went off the rails and Megan was asking her about plastic surgery mm-hmm. and Jane was basically like, like no, nah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> not on my watch. And see, you have to be We're careful. We're going to talk about the show. Because it becomes Grace trivial. And Frankie. As a trans How woman. tacky. But seriously, as a trans woman, I can relate to that aspect because people always want to know about surgery. They're always they feel like they're entitled to know what's in between my legs and what I got. And, you know, I I get that a lot of cis people are obsessed with that aspect of transition. But transitioning the experience for trans people is so much deeper than the physical. Right. But (laughs) cis people can only relate to the physical because that's all they know. Mm -hmm. So what did you get done? What do you plan on getting done? Like those are. Those are that's inappropriate it. questions. And so, yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's my topic. Weigh in, guys. What compliments are you tired of hearing? What backhanded compliments are you tired of dealing with? Tweet us using the hashtag KT Radio. I'm or you can at shit. me. Or you can at me. But, yeah. 
Let's move on. So has there ever been a situation where you were just happy being where you're at and something kind of came your way, um, whether that be like a potential dating situation or a new job or just something that kind of came your way that the universe was presenting to you and you decided to say, "Uh uh-uh, not now because I'm not in it. So I think, excuse me. Um, for me in particular, um, I kind of wish I was a little bit more complacent and comfortable when it came to my living situation because I have moved a lot. Like since I graduated high school, I think (laughs) what it's been like 12 years and I have not stayed in the same place for more than a year since I graduated. Wow. Yeah. Like I went to college. I moved every single year. Um, I was in college. And then I moved to L.A. I was there for a year. At least went up, moved to New York. I moved to New York several times. And then I moved back to L.A. I moved back to New York, then back to L.A. Then I moved to Temecula. Then I moved to... So, like, I have not stayed in the same spot for, like... Why is that? What are you running from? I don't know. Like, I feel like it was kind of almost like an addiction for a while. Like, I was always like, all right, well, this is better. And I was just kind of getting bored. And it's funny because I did um, my DNA test... And I learned that my dad used to joke about it and said that my the Feilani tribe in Cameroon, they're the largest um, migrating tribe in the world. And because of that, they have a lot of issues because they're in people's territories and stuff like that. Um, but he's like, yes, and your genetics to like move around. So <laughs> it's in my blood. It's in my blood. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that's something I wish I was a little bit more comfortable with, but I think my living situation now is like where I'm going to raise my kids. And so I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. What do you mean? What? I want children. You know that, Shar. Now? Not right now, but I'm going to be there long enough. I'm going to have babies there. You're comfortable there. Yeah, I'm comfortable there. Oh, I'm the Char, opposite. Auntie Char, what are you saying? Well, because you you made it seem like your next move would be where, you, like, solely based on where you want to raise kids. That's why I was no, like, no, no, no. I just moved to Riverside. I don't see how you do that, but kudos Riverside. to you. Riverside. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a commute! It's a commute, but you know, I'm there when I need to. <laughs> you raise families in Riverside, though. That makes and that's sense. what I like. I'm not ready right now because I'm not. I could acknowledge that. I'm nowhere close to being. Ready. I'm poor. So <laughs> like, <laughs> a child is a million dollar investment, and I do not have like two cents. So I definitely want to get to a place. But it was kind of an opportunity that came away that I took it because I knew that's what I wanted in the future, versus acting on like the now. I'm the complete opposite. I get too comfortable, too complacent, too easy. I need people around me to shake me up. So mm-hmm. let me know that, you know, life needs to be lived. Because I Twinkie can just... said it last week. Life will pass you by. Mm-hmm. She caught me with that. She said um, to just pause for a moment and just breathe. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find myself doing. But, yeah, I'm just, I need to have a little bit of that. Um, need to be a little. Like a little, a little bit, more. not a lot. Could, yeah, pour some on me a little bit. But um, I suffer from that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out now how to shake things up. Um not relying on the people to do it for me, but for me to do it for myself. To be more aware of, of when it's time to move. I, f- I sometimes feel like life will become so uncomfortable. Maybe there's a series of unfortunate mm-hmm. events that you keep being faced with that there's no other option but to move on. 
Um, it's like screaming it right in you. your face. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm, pushes mm -hmm. you. Um, and so your original question, though, was like, has an opportunity come along that I passed on because I'm not ready? Mm. Yeah, like being complacent no, and being happy. Never. I I've never those. been in a situation where someone has presented me with something bigger or perceived better that I've been like, you know what? I'm good where I'm at. I've never encountered that. What about something that you may have wanted, you know, a year or a month prior to and when it finally happened, you were just kind of like, well, I, I don't really need it. I can't. Well, I can't. I'm sure that has happened, but I can't think of a specific hmm. instance. And when it did, and if it did happen, it was probably something tangible. Yeah. Something, you know, something easy, breeze, nothing big, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I know with jobs, it sometimes seems like, okay, there's nothing. But then as soon as I do a, one interview, now all of a sudden the phone's ringing mm -hmm. off the hook and uh, you got to decide, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I, I, I think of with that. I've never really too much needed anyone. You guys, because you guys are like on polar opposites. Mm -hmm. You were doing a lot of moving and you a sometimes need people to I push you. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think I've ever, I can't recall a time where I've ever had to be pushed. Now, pep talk, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, I feel like I lead the charge. I've always been in the driver's seat. And very few times have I felt that God or the universe or circumstance was pushing me elsewhere. That's very rarely happened because typically I'll go with my instinct, my intuition. It hasn't failed me yet. I'm not Molly. I know Molly's a Capricorn. <laughs> Listen, I know Molly's a Capricorn and I got Molly on that damn BuzzFeed quiz for Insecure. Um, and I say that because we Same. saw in the final episode that her intuition was a flop like multiple times. But uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever been in a situation like that. For the most part, I lead the charge. Like when I moved out here, I feel like that was propelled by lack of opportunity and being stagnant in Chicago. And I, I needed to move. It wasn't a vanity move. I didn't move out here for palm trees and beaches. I moved out here to work, mm. you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, that's literally all I can think of. Opportunities that I've wanted, it's been, I, I, I don't want to say that I've been made so uncomfortable, but what I have encountered is, and I'm still encountering, is when things happen and then I question why they're happening. And sometimes I don't mm, get an, an immediate mm -hmm. answer, and sometimes I do. But I, that really gets under my skin because it seems like a recent development. Like within the past two years, for example, I've dealt with depression, which was weird to me, um, only because I've never dealt with it before. And if I have... It's been a footnote. Mm -hmm. It hasn't right. been anything worthwhile, small, worth mentioning. Right. Yeah, yeah. it was like, it's at a forefront. oh, three and a half weeks, I was down and out type. It's in the back of my mind. But something happened at 29 that it's like, oh, I haven't been able to shake this gray cloud, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and now I'm, I'm coping. I'm learning to. Oh, you're uh, more than coping. You're dealing. Yeah, I'm, I'm dealing, you know? Um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to paint a picture that I'm not good. But there are times that I'm really not good. And it's a mixture of things, a mixture of components that contribute to that. And that's something that I'm still getting used to because I'm used to being able to pinpoint a specific source and I, you know, do what I got to do to get it away from me or get it out, you know, get it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there have been instances, especially within these past two years, where I feel like life has body slammed me like an MMA fight okay. and <laughs> seemingly for no reason. And that's what tears me up. That's what you don't really understand it yet. Right? No, because it's like, listen, I play by the rules. Mm -hmm. For the most part, I play safe. I'm not 
as someone who's sneaky, conniving, underhanded. Like I'm not, and I'm not a jealous person. You're a fair player. I'm fun. I am fine with what's for you is for you, and what's for me is for me. I don't side eye. I'm not, you know, I'm not undercutting. I'm not doing any of that sneaky workplace politic BS. I don't do any of that. I go along and get along. But I'm gonna say something if I see something I don't like or experience something mm-hmm. I don't like. I'm going to be vocal about it, and we can move from there. However, um, yeah, there have been circumstances that, like I said, there it, it's been like little uh, pushes. And it's interesting that you brought that up because this is my final point. Oprah, I remember years ago, uh, one of her adages, one of her um, little examples that she uses is God will whisper to you first, and yes. if you ignore that whisper, Ooh, yes. you'll get a little thud upside your head. If you ignore that thud, you'll get a little brick upside your head. If you ignore that brick, eventually the brick wall, Mm -hmm. the brick wall just collapses all over you and you're left to pick up the pieces. So that is why I want to remind myself and those of you listening to sometimes take a minute and pause, not act, do not act impulsively, but sometimes take a minute, sit with it, make decisions and stand firm in your convictions um, and do what you got to do, so that you can, so that you can better. I mine too long. Don't do that. I question everything. I question myself. You're not a risk taker. No. Same. You're not. Not at all. It doesn't make sense. Then I seen my thong at Botino Oasis. That was a drugstrap. Okay. And that was the first time me ever doing anything like that before. Like, oh. That was even big for me. That was like a landmark in my life because I wouldn't even think about doing something like that. Uh-huh. But I need a push. For me to go ahead and do that. I mean, that's kind of like wild. Hell yeah, it was wild. It was leather I'm too. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. No, that was full sound. I think it he's was talking more. Sound. Are yeah. you talking more so life experiences life, or wardrobe? But that, no, but, no, in no, general. In that, yeah, in okay. general. I'm talking about life, but that actually like applied because I mean you it was a, a wardrobe, but I needed someone to say, you know, just do it. It's not that you know serious. what's odd? There, speaking so speaking to risk taking, I feel like I was more a risk taker when I was younger. Of course. And the older that I've gotten, the more it's been like, wait a minute. Because even moving out here was a risk. And it was propelled by Beyonce's album release when she dropped Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And I watched, she had all those documentaries. There was a YouTube documentary broken up into five parts. There was the Revel show prior to that. There was um, Life is But a Dream. So all of these Mm -hmm. conversations about risk taking. And if you're going to gamble, gamble on yourself. And literally that spoke to, I I purchased my one-way ticket to Los Angeles on April 20th. I prayed. Spirit told me June 15th is the day to move out here. I set it for that. Yes, I didn't have spirit. a. I didn't have a job. No, I really sat with this. Mm-hmm. Like this was a whole process for me. I remember my mom. I didn't have too. a job. Mm. I didn't have housing. I literally picked up, and and that was my biggest, one of my biggest risks to date. But yeah, the older you get, mm-hmm. the more responsibility you get, and you have because to... you've been bruised. You know and... how you, you've been hurt before, and life is less forgiving too. I Absolutely. was about to say you get more responsibility, <laughs> and you can't take as many risks because there's typically a domino effect. Right. So if I move this one, if I, it's like a jenga block. Yes, it is. If I move <laughs> this jenga block, the whole tower could come tumbling right. down. Right. But sometimes I'm to send it's... you a hundred dollars when you're twenty, but if you're thirty-five, <laughs> talking about I just moved abruptly with <laughs> okay. no savings. But like sometimes cease. it's worth it moving. <laughs> that jenga block because the tower doesn't fall you just reposition you the block within the tower and that's funny that you say that too because i remember the moment i was sitting in my apartment in koreatown when i realized i moved to new york and i remember doing it and thinking that like okay it's gonna be fine it's gonna be okay because i didn't really look at it as a risk to that degree because i had done things that were like risky before but i was always able to land on my feet mm. 
But I feel like that was the first time that I was not prepared for that Jenga block and that wall to come yeah. crashing down on me. And I cried. I feel conditioned All winter, to that. I was outside the um, <laughs> social security offices crying, trying to get EBT cards. I feel conditioned to that as well. And I blame my mom. She knows Ooh. this, though. I only blame her because <laughs> my mom, as, we've, as I've become an adult and had more conversations. I mean, we always have had uh, conversations and a great relationship. But when I have more conversations with my mom as far as her womanhood, you know, separate mom from daughter when mm-hmm. it's just woman to woman. Um, I told, tell her that she ruined me because I never, <laughs> growing up, I never witnessed my mom take a L. Professionally, per, well, personally, because I was in the house with my dad. So it was like, okay, dad's not cooperating. So I've, of course I've seen her like upset, but typically in my life, I've never seen my mom take a L. Yeah. I've, I've literally Ooh. seen her climb the professional ladder. Everything that she interviewed yeah. for, she got. And that is what it, I kind of started out as. Like in undergrad, I was going out for internships. And literally, it was like abracadabra. Mm-hmm. It was like, pray on it, hit enter, boom. Like mm-hmm. I even got Oprah tickets. Uh, speaking of Oprah, I even got Oprah tickets during the final season. The final season. I prayed on it, wrote in, told him it was my birthday. And the next week. So I, I was used to that oh. Instant, what is it like reciprocity? Am I yeah. pronouncing that right? Then was and it a so, disservice? Huh? Then was it a disservice? I think so because it failed me in the long run. If I had experienced more shortcomings and failure within my childhood and my adolescence and my early 20s, I'd be better able to cope yeah. with it's the like extreme highs and lows of my like 30s. Well, I just started 30, but you know, the extreme highs and lows of, of yeah, yeah. Of, and of Hollywood, this city, it's a jungle out here. You know, the politics, everything's so political, the workplace, everything. everything. You know, if you move a Jenga block, in the professional field, next thing you know, you're you that kicked can out. Too. You standing next to Monique. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that in Outside a joking manner, but you know, you're standing next to Monique yeah. and Janet Hubert, and wondering where where, where can happened? I how did I get here? Where can I sing my redemption song? Mm. If you even want to get back in, because whew, child, don't get me started. Get started. But, so. uh, but yeah. <laughs> A mess. I didn't mean to preach, but no, that's that's the word because that's how I feel about New York. Because I felt like I was in this land, and I feel like I always do, and that was far from the truth. I had to relearn how to live. I landed on my feet here, but the first. But you landed on but, your feet though, but, and yeah, you did fine in New York, didn't you? Uh, yeah. After I like crumbled and cried for a year, after that oh. I was fine. But my first winter, oh my oh, god, you did it. oh my god, when like, I, I was crying, it took me a few months to adjust to L.A. Like I had no months. idea. I was not the prepared lifestyle? mentally. Um, the lifestyle, the lack of, I always, I hate to go in on your hometown, but I always say that there's this air of, I call it the land of maybe, because <laughs> yes, well, no is a bad word in LA, I've learned. You get quickly labeled intimidating and aggressive, at least is my experience as a black woman navigating certain spaces. This is the land of maybe. And there's a certain level of comfort when it comes to incompetence. Mm-hmm. There's no sense of urgency. And see, I come from Chicago where we walk fast and we say our yeses and we say our noes. And that's that. You go about your business. You don't leave people hanging in some limbo for six months because you want to toss out maybe and you don't know what you want. Like, So it's, it's a certain culture here um, that I still, even four years in, I'm getting used to. For the most part, I got it, but there's certain nuances. The, I should readjust the social ladder, the ladder of it all, and do you got labels? What car you driving? Mm. Exclusive access to Who this? Do you like, know? It, it's literally. I've learned that in LA. I mean, that's everywhere, but in LA, in entertainment, 
no one cares what you know. Literally, Mm -hmm. no one cares what you know. It's all with who you know. Mm -hmm. And that look, too. You do have to have a certain look. You do have to have a certain Mm -hmm. look. I totally agree. So, best friends of the show in our heads, six brown chicks, come out with the most ridiculous (laughs) questions. Hashtag SBC chat. Weekly. Hashtag SBC Uh, chat. So, Brent, um, (laughs) as the guest of the show, we did do this with a couple of our guests. We asked them questions and we asked for their advice of what to do in these chaotic, crazy situations that are mailed into the six brown chicks. So, Q1, are you ready? Yes. Okay. And be quick with it, too. Okay. No ums. Mm. All right. So, Q1. I've been with my man for 13 and a half years. We've had our ups slash downs, but I never thought he would do me dirty like this. He died, heart failure, and his social security benefits, etc. went to his wife. I got nothing to show for being there. (laughs) Talk to her question mark, money, money, advice. Let it go. You're the side 13 piece. and a half years. You never knew. Hey, it happened to Laurel and Jimmy. That's emotional investment. On Dream Girls. She Talk was, about an L. Remember the wife mm-hmm. didn't allow Laurel into the funeral? There it is. <laughs> yeah. She was with Jimmy early for eight years of unmarried mm-hmm. life. <laughs> Sad That's situation. Real. I'm sorry it happened to you, but don't talk to that wife. What's, what's going to happen? She's going to... You want to check? Like, I she don't get it. Com- it says dollar signs in the um the tweet. Does she think, or he, I don't know, mm-hmm. think that the wife will somehow empathize and be like, you know what? I am going to break you off a right. little piece of this Kit Kat bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get out of here. Nope. And sometimes it was sad because sometimes the side chick is more um, emotional supportive than the wife. But oftentimes. That's mm-hmm. why the side chick is even there. in the picture to that's be their, their therapist mm-hmm. <laughs> or their unpaid, sex dog unpaid therapist so q2 it depends mm-hmm. on the circumstance <laughs> well i know side chicks in <laughs> it la that heat, are that's interesting though. up mm-hmm. listen it what it feels a heat that's interesting listen i've lived yeah, yeah. i know stories yeah mm-hmm. don't we all <laughs> um q2 my kid uh, my kid is four weeks old I was in the hospital during childbirth, and now I just don't want to ever touch in my woman or any woman ever again. I don't even want to touch myself after seeing that shit. Advice? Get over. Oh, sorry. Wait, she's disgusted with herself <laughs> after birth. No, this is a guy. This is a guy. He can't look at his kid. He witnessed the childbirth. Yeah. He was in the room. And, he's and now he don't want to. by the woman's sorry, anatomy. I don't really blame him. It's a dis. I mean, it's <laughs> disgusting to look at for me and to see his wife being stretched out, a whole baby coming out. That He probably needs a little time to get over that. Mm-hmm. To pray. Yeah, I don't blame him for that. <laughs> Yeah. She needs time to get over that too. Her she body's does. been stretched out. I don't know. Yeah. I remember seeing. He's it. expressing it's himself. It's like if your partner has explosive diarrhea over Ooh, your house. Give me a minute. And you can, you know. And then he wants the bottom. <laughs> well, not, well, not even want a bottom, now. but it's like you know. <laughs> sometimes your perception changes of people when things like that happen, even though you True. know it's part of life. Yeah. It's just like mm, kind of just blew up my bath. Wait, but he said any woman. He said anyone. anyone. <laughs> and himself. He's traumatized. And, okay. and himself. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Hashtag see a therapist. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He needs to talk about that. Or I agree but. with Brent. I mean, I know these aren't my questions, but I say give it some time. Yeah, He'll be right. Chat. As soon as, you know how these men's is, honey. As soon as that testosterone kicks in and he is horny, mm-hmm. he going to be right back at it. Tap it on that shoulder. Okay. So um, we're going to skip Q3 because it's kind of obvious. Um, so Q4. My evil coworker who always takes credit from my work is going through something at home. So I've been nicer to her. She confided in me that she's pregnant by my manager's boyfriend. 
So, how do I proceed to leak this info? He made my life hell here. The manager's boyfriend made the person writing in's life hell? The or manager did. Wait, who's she trying to leak this to? Basically. Because I'm, th- I'm hearing that the manager on, the is a woman and her boyfriend. Impregnated. Yeah. Yep, that's impregnated it. the coworker that's mm-hmm. always taken the credit for the person writing in's mm-hmm. work. Correct. And she's wondering how she can go about to destroy that woman's life. Basically. Correct. <coughs> hmm. Or should she? I don't think that she even should. It's going to come out anyway. Mm-hmm. Lay back. Also, Watch this one. you don't want that karmic energy on you. And what's that? I mean, what? Uh, how's she going to look to everyone else when that comes out? She's not going to get the promotion. Oftentimes, things like that do flip on you. You, They yeah. both could end up losing their job. You never know. Where's HR? So, the next question and final question for the day. And there's ways, that, I feel like there's ways that you can go about if an employee is constantly taking credit for your work. I'd say do something wrong. I do something left field. Take credit <laughs> for that. <laughs> That'll teach you. Um, but they could probably pick <laughs> that strategic. up. No, it depends on the level of the work. If they're mm. not looking through stuff... And they're just taking, pe- like, it depends on the job and the level of work. I do something wrong. And I'm not talking about, like, throw the whole thing out the window, but I'd have enough infractions within the report mm, where I know you just skimming right. through. Mm-hmm. And then when and I got asked a question they can't answer. It, mm, mm, that's, that's stuff up. That right. is how mm-hmm. I would play that game. You want to well, take actually, <laughs> You want to play moment. this game? Yeah. Right. We can play this game. Um, that was a nasty question. So last question. So where do I start? My new hubby is a lying son of a bitch. I've caught him several times on Tinder looking for women. But what I did not know is that his 19-year-old daughter is also hooking him up with her friends, too. Oh, chow. Granted, 19 is of illegal age. Brent? Newly married. No, 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 hubby. Well, I guess it's hubby. Hubby, She said it was they were newly married, Newly married. No, she said hubby. Reread the first part. Because I thought that... She said my new hubby. She's condoning this. He's a lying son of a bitch. She's allowed I mean, is hubby like a play play name? I would take that as husband. My Uh, new hubby. My new hubby. My new husband. Because she would say my boyfriend in other cases. She thought it was going to change when she got married and it's still happening. She allowed it this whole time. There's so many people falling into that trap. I don't know. I kind of have to blame her for this. Yeah. If no is no, just say no. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And I want to reiterate to anybody listening, you can't change these people, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't be thinking that strong arming people into relationships and marriages and what have you, that you're going to have the the power to change people. People are who they are. And you you tell typically know what you signing up for it's very few instances that i've heard where people flip even though that's possible mm-hmm. you know like oh he was fine until we got married and then he started physically abusing me like i've heard but stories they wanted like that. to flip it wasn't because of them what you mean like <laughs> they saw in themselves to go ahead and change it wasn't because of their influence they have to do it for right, themselves right mm-hmm. right that's what i'm saying you can't push nobody no. to do nothing that they don't want to do and a lot no. of the times people get into these relationships and they blatantly ignore red flags mm-hmm. and then they end up writing into six brown chicks <laughs> or ask kt uh, at gmail.com right i actually um heard a story recently about a wedding that happened this summer and it kind of came out that the guy was cheating on her like been cheating on her and she's just like well i don't know what do you mean like trying to fix it i'm like no 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 like you this is your you get an annulment for cheap 
<laughs> like, but what some, are you doing? There's a lot of people out she here willing to love. willing to do that. I don't know because they want that companionship. I feel like there are certain people who just reach certain ages and just like, look, I don't want to be, do-, you know, like define your relationship then. Yeah, define the relationship. But also be honest. That's that's the big thing that I run into with dating. Not to go on a tangent, but um, it's dishonesty. That's the number one thing. Well, also, I want to be clear. Business. Hold on, let me clear up something from last week because I mentioned <laughs> cishet men that I deal with and they be dirty. In no way was I saying that all cishet men are dirty. And in no way was I saying that all gay men are clean because I know dirty gay men mm. and I know clean I cishet men. <laughs> Dingleberries. <up. laughs> so Yikes. anyway, um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, girl, leave that alone. I'd, I'd get yeah. out of there, especially if you're a stepdaughter. Stop getting into people's business. You don't know their relationship. You don't know why they're together. Maybe she's allowing that. You know, just well, she wouldn't well, have written right in. Your place. She wrote in, but it was a casual thing. It wasn't like, so should I blow his car up or not? Right. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like emotionally charged. Uh, Yeah, I don't want. I just saw something on Twitter where some uh, gay boy was saying that his ex boyfriend, like when he was with the boy, he would cry to this cis girl, like cried on her shoulder, like the boy was like trash, and the cis girl would be like, "You need to leave him." Yada yada yada. Two weeks later, the boy on Instagram, the ex is on Instagram kissing. And and dating the cishet girl, <laughs> the scandal. Yeah, so she didn't mind. Here we go. She didn't that mind. That is a mess. <laughs> That's just dumb. <laughs> oh shit! It happens. I'm I've seen it the other. I've seen it the other way around though. I've seen girls complaining to their gay friends, and then sometimes the gay friend hooks up with the husband and things like that. Ooh. I've seen that more common than I've, I've heard seen. About that. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. How dirty. I would have to kill everybody. Oh, there's God. A, there's, I have a tick that has not been ticked in a very long time. And I hope it's never ticked again, but like that would. But see, that's that, those are things. I know those aren't there. my that problems. That would take me there. I know those aren't my problems, but those are things that make me second guess. Like, do I really want a man? Because I really don't want. <laughs> y'all, I am not trying to end up at Litchfield Women's Prison <laughs> with Gloria Mendoza and Red and Piper Chapman and the girls. I really, because I, I, I have capacity uh, to end up there. Uh, so yeah, let's get really quickly into the kudos for this week. All right, time for the kiss and tell kudos. So this week's KAT kudos goes to my good sis, Janet Mock. In case you missed it, I don't know what that was, but in case you missed it, um, so November, we got Angela Bassett on the cover of Allure magazine, ooh, ooh. and we also have Carrie Washington on the cover of Marie Claire. Okay. And Janet was the one that interviewed Carrie. It's a very, very good interview. I'll post the link. They went hiking. So it was like 6 a.m., like somewhere in Santa Monica, and they went hiking and did the interview, and it was really good. I really enjoyed what Carrie had to say about life beyond scandal, and it's basically framed that Carrie Washington is so much more than Olivia Pope. Um, and it's a really, really good interview. So I'll link that within the chain. So I love those types of interviews where they're like, go hiking. Yeah. Or, they're, or like, even with Angela Bassett. They yeah, like that pedicures. one too. Yeah. Like I love reading those Don't take me out to lunch. Let's go get pedicures. Mm-hmm. Flip it up. Right. Yeah. And just try paint the story for me. Mm. Yeah. I lo- and, and that's what Janet she did. She walked in with the dangly earrings and a, <laughs> yeah. and a Nike Jan- sweatsuit. Because Carrie was wearing a, a, a shirt. She described that the T-shirt said, I'm still with her. Mm. But because it was cold, she put on a, a hoodie that was in her car. And it was like a gun hoodie. But Carrie clarified that she's not, I don't want to misquote, but it's basically like I'm not pro-gun. Like I had to learn how to shoot a gun for purposes of Olivia Pope. 
And mm. I liked it. I, at first, I didn't like it, but then I ended up liking it or something like that. And she bought a sweatshirt. Don't quote me on that. Go read the article. But that's okay. that's something like how uh, Janet paints the story and quotes Carrie. So yeah, that's the KT kudos for this week. And is that going to wrap up today's show? It is. Brent, where can we find you on the media of social? So I'm on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Urban underscore Actually, Brent, elegance. before we get out of here, urban yeah. underscore elegance. I got time. urban elegance. Really quickly, because <laughs> we have just a few minutes. Whoa. Really quickly. Um, so what made you leave Arista, well, working in music and then go to uh, creating consulting and digital marketing? Like, what brought on that career shift? Um, the industry, actually. It was, the, it was during the shift when everything was changing. And like, they the, to the streaming? Streaming. And- they didn't know what's what or where to go. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people got um, X'd out. So I had to find my way um, after that to I don't know, rediscover myself, rebrand myself. I'm doing it right now as, as well. And how really? was so then I got I mean I use that to just like consult people like how was being raised in were you raised in Hollywood or Los Angeles, California, right? Okay, so what how neighborhood? Did... Miracle Mile. Oh, okay. oh. Excuse me, fancy. <laughs> How did that frame the way in which you look at L.A.? Because I know, you know, I'm a transplant. I've only been here for four mm-hmm. years. So L.A. was looked at as so, sort of like the Mecca. Being born and raised here, I couldn't imagine. Um, as far as entertainment, like, how did that? It's regular. I don't even see it like that. I get it. I see the appeal. I watch TV. But to me, it's just like home. Yeah. I mean, that's the normal place I would normally go. That's my coffee shop up the street. It's nothing big to me. Like, I'm not. But you had, you had connections to get you into your career, right? With being a local? Yeah, but they're also friends from childhood. Um, yeah. It wasn't like I had mm-hmm. to go ahead and reach more. And also, you know, creative people know creative people. Right. Um, and then, you know, you know this person. It's a spider web of things. Because that's how I'm networking now, too. Yeah. Then, you know, they, they tell you about this position that should be perfect for you going. They love you, too. Bam, you got like a brand new, beautiful job. And it's a just, new car. Okay. Um, <laughs> a new cut. A new cut. <laughs> It's pretty much all you, all who you know out here. I understood that from the beginning. I think I still understand that now. Mm-hmm. That's with every city, because that's one thing city. that another thing. Like I said before, kind of I was spoiled living in Los Angeles and having to go to New York and start from scratch was difficult. I think um, L.A. also taught me to have um, my own personality because mm-hmm. everyone's to st- everyone needs to stand out here on their own. Everyone wants mm-hmm. to be right. someone on their own. So I had to like. And a lot of people myself. bite off of other people. Oh God, yeah. And. There's only one room for the original sweetie. One authentic. We don't I, I need, need all. We don't need authentic. 80 million diet Kim Kardashians running right. around. I went to a makeup party really quickly. Mm. Makeup party in January, and I think this is when Kim had her silver hair. And when I tell you, every girl in that party was contoured with sculpted brows and mm. some variation. Of, everybody looked like Kim clones. Ugh. Everybody in this makeup party looked Horrible. like Kim clones. And all of the white <laughs> men in particular, the white men in makeup all looked like Adam Lambert. Every last of one of did. them. They were all... They the all spike had, hair too? Well, with like the shriek like, and then like the... Yeah, yeah the defined brows. The, like mm-hmm. I can't put it into it. words, but it was literally... Imagine stepping into a party and it's 8 million Kim Kardashians and 8 million... Uh, Adam Lambert. What a nightmare. Lambert. So if you could live anywhere, because you've lived in LA your entire life, mm-hmm. right? If you could live anywhere else um, for at least five years, you can't. You could come back to LA eventually, but you have to go somewhere for five years. Where would that be? I loved London. Mm. Uh, I felt like it was a good mix of LA, a good mix of this East Coast appeal. Um, I like how I felt out there. They're very open. I need to check that out. Oh. Um, and you know what? I'm not an East Coast type of dude. Mm-hmm. Like I, I appreciate it for a good weekend and all, but LA is where I'm gonna go ahead and live and die. 
I feel it. What's in my, what's in my, what's in my Complacent. Complacent. <laughs> Push me. Push. <laughs> Give me the audio. Push Belizean Wonder. Also, <laughs> check out Brent. Are you Urban underscore Elegance on Instagram as well? No, just Urban Elegance on IG. Urban Elegance. Brent takes fantastic mm. pictures. And you're a part yeah. of like an art showcase recently this year, right? Um, Travis's yeah. art case. Yeah, we did some work Shout earlier. Travis. You know how to yes. take a damn picture. Mm-hmm. My God. And Thank that you. complexion against those colors. Oh. Pop. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful gown. Without a doubt. Okay, so before we get out of here, one last time. So on Twitter, you're un- uh, 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 on Twitter on <laughs> Urban underscore Elegance on IG just Urban Elegance. Okay, I was about to say under Elegance, and I knew that was wrong. That's why I hesitated. Mm. Urban underscore Depends Elegance. On what time it is? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <What are you laughs> <doing? laughs> and of course, you can find Jace everywhere at Jace Barron. Hi. And of course, you can find me. At Char says so across the boards, darling. Uh, be sure to use hashtag KAT Radio. Jump in our mentions at KAT Networks underscore on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's KAT Radio across the board. We love seeing you all's interactions. And send us and cat mail too. Radio at gmail.com. Oh, we yes. want to answer some questions. Oh, yes. That's what's up. Well, until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> <laughs>